All right, welcome to episode 59 of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. In Hello, Mr. Moritz. 59. Whoa, Here's yeah. Here's episode 59. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, for those who are just tuning in for their very first time, welcome. Um, Hello. This is Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. It's nice to nice to be in your ear. Um, we normally interview uh, creative people from around the world. Uh, this week, it's just me and Mr. Mo, but we still have a great show. A lot of cool things to talk about this week that I want to get to. Um, but just before we start, um, for those... I, I noticed something today. I went to our program on Apple Podcasts, and we have a good handful of very lovely five-star reviews. And for those who have listened to the show and done that, I want to say thank you so much. Because if you enjoy this show and you do something like that, like giving us a good rating or a comment or a review, it really helps new listeners find our show. So thank you for doing it if you have already. And if you haven't and you enjoy the show, go on there. It just takes a minute. Give us a little rating. It really helps new listeners find the show. So thank you so much for that. Uh, if you want to financially support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash jordanprince and get early access to live shows that we're going to hold on uh, the Clubhouse app, for example, we're trying to get some gear together to break into uh, video podcasting, live streaming, so on and so forth. And that would be a cool place to start if you want to be an artsy-fartsy fan. Uh, and if you or someone you know is an artsy-fartsy immigrant and you would like to write us a comment or a question or even try and be on the show, because we have a lot of new guests lined up for this year, you can hit us up on Instagram at artsy-fartsy-immigrants. Mr. Bat. You were you missed you weren't with us last week. So how has your week been so far? Super busy, super busy. This this could evolve to the busiest three weeks of the year, but so far I enjoy it. So why don't you tell people because you're you're really into um you're you're in sports broadcasting and what's what's going on that's taking up so much time. Mm, like the thing is, I'm, I'm, I mentioned this <laughs> quite often here that I do this uh, winter sports podcast together with this um, athlete that is from the same um, town where I am, Oberstdorf, the Allgäu, and um, and yesterday the Nordic um, ski world championships started in Oberstdorf. So it's kind of a career highlight for him, but obviously there are a lot of struggles with. Um, Big Roni, <laughs> and sure, yeah. Um, sadly, I wasn't. Um, I didn't get an. What do you say? Accreditation. I wasn't allowed on site. Um, oh, like a permission. Like a permission, yeah. Um, as a journalist, because they also uh, cut um, spaces there, and so I have to do this from Munich. And I've been in Oberstdorf for last week to do quite some interviews before this thing starts. And now we're going to do a kind of daily show. We'll have some cool stuff on social media, et cetera, et cetera. But basically we're, uh, yeah, sometimes I'm a one-man show. Most of the time I'm a two, a one-man, one-woman show. But we, oh, do, yeah, every, right. we do everything ourselves. And um, so it is quite busy, but it is this one project I really love working on. And so I still enjoy it. I tend to forget more things, but I still enjoy it. 
That's cool, man. That's really fun. And how how long does it go on for? Like, is everything done now or no? No, it no. like the real competitions start um, when this show comes out, and the last competition is on Sunday, March seventh. So like, yeah, oh, twelve days. So or there's something. a whole other week. Oh yeah. wow, twelve days or something. Oh, that's crazy, man. That's really yeah. crazy, and it's super um, interesting. And I want to make also. Um, I'm working on this idea to dive deeper into this story afterwards because besides uh, sports, this is a very interesting topic for me as a journalist because um like it's it's not like this this huge um what do you call it sports association um mm-hmm. which feeds from all kinds of sponsors, et cetera tickets, et cetera. Like in, in America, where you have like big companies like the NBA or, or NFL that host, mm-hmm. an, an ev- host an event and um, organize all by themselves and, um, and finance it by themselves, etc., etc. But um, uh, like with events like this that are huge, like the last, the last world championship that took place in Oberstdorf had like 400,000 or 350,000 um, spectators in Oberstdorf. Over, That's humongous. Over wow. l- like 10 days. And yeah. so it's quite quite huge, but there is not this one organization that um, kind of centralistic organizes these events. And uh, But it, it, isn't in, it is organized by, by this one association, but also by the town itself and like the 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 district and like the the federal state so there's like public money in it or like like yeah like money from taxes like, obviously like state funding yeah, yeah like state government funding. funding yeah um and there's there are a lot of things going on and many people saying hey why why is this taking place we're having real struggles with corona and right. all the hotels want to have some form of business this summer and they say okay now even if there are no spectators there's like nearly 5,000 people in town at the moment um, only for this event and they say like if we have sort of get sort of get in sort of struggles with um, virus mutations or something now that could cost us the whole touristic summer business for all Oberstdorf etc. So it's a huge risk for them to yeah. have that. So there's like yeah. a lot of controversial stuff going on and um, that's interesting. I want to I want to dive deeper into that besides what happens on the yeah, on the sports sides. <laughs> so what what are these like when thousands of spectators come to a region to see a tournament, but they're not allowed to spectate that tournament, what do they actually do? Like besides filling the space, like what what it, what does a, a spectator do at this winter sport place when they can't go watch the game? They stay yeah. home. Yeah. Well, I, I thought you said that they there's like there's still spectators like flooding to the region. No, there's like, and that's the thing. Like, you you don't have spectators um, flooding to the region, but like um, tourists or people that at least I don't know escape lockdown from cities like Munich, Stuttgart, Augsburg, etc. for a day and want to go hiking or whatever in Oberstdorf. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. And the number I mentioned, those are only like these nearly five thousand are the athletes, all coaches and staff, etc. Oh, and volunteers. okay. Oh, okay. 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 That's not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's actually like for them to have it the way that they have it right now, and the way that the, the the way that the tourism is working there, it is really putting a risk towards 
future like hospitality industry opportunities for the summer it could like we, could. we don't know it yeah. if everything r runs safely and there are no covid issues then not mm -hmm. but still the thing is because um like Oberstdorf invests money in this 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 tournament but now that that that, that um it only takes place without um fans Oberstdorf doesn't earn any money with it like all restaurant hotels don't earn any money um don't cannot feed from this huge event where a lot of people come and 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 yeah stay in hotels eat at restaurants drink beers um at the stadiums etc right. etc et and like at the local um yeah the local economy um doesn't get anything out of it and so now there's a movement like okay they are still hosting this without fans so the the only one that profits um are like tv stations and the 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 um international um like um federation but only but 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 no the local economy doesn't get anything out of it and so there's a movement that wants uh, a second world championship like at the nearest possible point like could be in five years no in six years um where they can do the a whole thing again with fans that stay there and spend money there like it, it is it's six years yeah it this, this all might <laughs> might sound pretty pretty niche but the thing is that this whole region really um lives from tourism like that's that's that yeah makes so much for for the local economy it is why this is a pretty wealthy region yeah yeah and so and, and this those are the, the, the things i try to get more into um with this with this um other podcast i'm doing just to to sum this up um like like topics that um are not only i, I don't know it's not only an analysis analysis of an athlete's performance or something but you get to topics where where um where sports affects like um like politics like like social right. um social and political issues yeah, and exactly. it, it paints a it paints a bigger picture than just yeah. uh, the 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 stats of an athlete that's the idea yeah Oh man, that's that's super interesting, and that w I can imagine like for the German speaking uh, people who are interested in, in in sports and how that affects politics. Man, that just sounds crazy cool. How that's all changing right now, and uh, yeah, you should go listen to "She Happens," the podcast from M ninety four point five from Moritz Bachada. <laughs> no, but that's super. That's really really interesting, man. And when you when you're down there and you're trying to figure out information regarding how corona and sports are kind of colliding and how that's affecting like the political and social landscape in that region um who would you say is giving you your best information like when you when you are interviewing people or looking for people to interview who's giving you the best information to to solve your or to answer your questions yeah and that's that's a tough one because because corona also affects this and um obviously you can't i i just i can't drive down there with 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 a camera in my car and a microphone and shoot interviews um so everything over or most of the interviews that can't take place outside with a lot of distance etc only over zoom etc um so that's that that's an issue and that that might um that might affect how many people you can get for interviews because there still are some people that could be interesting for interviews 
that probably are not like all the people that aren't capable of 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 doing um a zoom interview probably having to record themselves etc you know what i mean and yeah. um yeah like in general it's it and that's the thing like like i'm still working with kind of indicators for certain topics but i didn't get that much actual information on certain topics like i um i talked to many people like i talked to 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 mario from herba Right. Like who is so like basically this guy owns a club, the only club there, and it's um always was 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 running good, and it it really is a <clears throat> kind of um it really is the thing in Oberstdorf, and it's not only a nightclub, but also you already play play yeah. the show it's, there. It's like it's the thing, yeah, yeah they, for sure. They sometimes have like art vernissages there, etc. And in the summary, we talked about those live streams I hosted. Those were for were for Herba. And yeah, he always got creative during Corona to do something um, that um, that brings attention to him and still um, a little money in. And at the moment, he has a cash button drive in um, in Oberstdorf. Like it's yeah, imagine imagine like a like a typical I don't know drive in like a food truck, like, like a street truck. Yeah, or but it, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and the thing is, he. He he has this cafe Bone and Clyde, this which is an old gas station, and now where the gas station is under the roof, they built this kind of hut where this where they sell the cash bus and it's just yeah, basic basic food drive-in. It's super cool, and so um so, so I talked to people like him that um have a lot of conversations with a lot of people because I don't know they sell they sell lunch to people or or whatever, like those people in little communities that get all the information because they talk so, to so many people over the day. Yeah, they get that echo chamber of repeated yeah. information. And yeah. and the thing is, it's it's obviously not always only information. You also have a lot of gossip. It's also rumors. Yeah, rumors, yeah. gossip, etc. Definitely, um, definitely. But yeah, but that's the point where I'm at right now. And for like, while this um, World Championship is still um going we still focus more on 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 what happens sports wise but yeah i want to go dive deeper into this this spring like when when the attention yeah. is gone when the tv tracks are gone when the athletes are gone yeah and then dive deep, dive deeper into this topic yeah but yeah, that's super cool that's what i do at the moment but i also want to talk about you and what's going on for you because there's also awesome stuff, and I'm a little bit jealous about one thing. <laughs> well, I want, I want to, I want to get to that. I wrote that down for sure, and I do want to talk about it because now I know that I can, and it's it's all happening really fast, and there's a lot of stuff to catch up. But just before I forgot about it, because I just jotted it down, uh, something that I thought was pretty cool, and you kind of just mentioned it with with Herbab, which is doing this um, like Käsespätzle. You say it differently, right? You have the dialect Käsespätzle. Käsespätzle. And um, so that's just a, a certain type of regional food. But the fact that they turn like a restaurant, cafe, bar into this food truck alternative, I've been seeing that a lot in Munich too. Um, just down the street from my apartment, um, if you go from Au, like, like Untergiesing, and you go towards Maria Hilfplatz, yeah. If you're going across there, there's um, a Wirtshaus uh, called Wirtshaus in der Au. Mm-hmm. And they have, um, and, for, and for those that maybe 
don't hear these words, maybe they're not the right pronunciation and stuff, but basically like a Vietzhaus is kind of like an older Bavarian restaurant that has um, like beer from the from the tap and they have like traditional foods like the knudel, like the, the potatoes and the schnitzel and Käsespätzle and like all these all them good. traditional foods. <laughs> yeah, all that good, good. Yeah, and it's really, you can always guarantee to be a very heavy meal and like swollen bellies and usually, I mean, normally you're there in the summer and you're eating outside and you just drink a lot of good beer and it's 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 a good time. And um, there's a Vietzhaus by my place, like a five minute walk, and they've basically, tra- they've closed the restaurant and they've transformed everything into this uh, red food truck right outside the door. And I don't know if you've seen it, Mo, but it's just across the street from Café Bla. On Lillienstrasse. I, no, I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty cool. Um, I went on a few walks in the last couple of weeks towards that area, like following along the river, and um, it's pretty impressive. I mean, they have a really cool selection, like daily specials, but I've seen that in a few different places, and I think that's a pretty cool alternative when you can't afford to have a full staff and you still want to try and sell food and make some <coughs> income and try and pay off some of your bills and stuff to have um a food truck i think that's pretty cool yeah and when 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 um some of these places in yeah in munich started doing this for me it was it was kind of exciting um <laughs> that they that like that restaurants that would like good restaurants that wouldn't in pre covid that wouldn't offer like um home delivery or anything or takeaway right um kind of do this and it was kind of exciting because you could get the good food from this restaurant um at your place and i don't know it, it was end of first lockdown um so in spring when there's also a, a great house around the corner here and mm-hmm. um they also had had <clears throat> had um great food and they outside the door they made steckal fish do you know that Oh, is that the the grilled fish? Yeah, the on grilled the fish on, the... on the sticks, traditional yeah. Bavarian way. And um, we went there on a Sunday and thought, like, yeah, today we're gonna do it. We're gonna get a whole duck at this Wirt's house. <laughs> <laughs> the whole duck, like, like a we got a whole duck. Like normally, when you when you when like you, a roasted duck. Yeah, like when you eat a, a duck at the at the at the um, Bavarian restaurant. You normally can choose like a, a smaller portion, like a like a, a quarter, or mm-hmm. um, the, the the bigger portion, like half like half of the duck, half the duck, yeah. And we got mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the whole thing and a lot of knödel and um, blaukraut. Oh my god! And good sauce. It was oh, crazy. Wow. So yeah, this was kind of, for for a short time. This was kind of exciting that that restaurants would do this, but. And but then you start to think again. Yeah, they they are doing this because they somehow need to survive. <laughs> they have to. Yeah. yeah, that's something. That's something I'm really gonna miss uh, when Corona has moved on, or you know, if it does. But when things are more or less back to normal, I'm gonna really miss um, these finer restaurants not delivering or not being available no. for pickup. I mean, there's so many. Like you know, when you're during this pandemic, you to kind of keep yourself from going insane. No. You know, you have to try and make normally normal, like mundane things much more special for yourself to feel as if you're doing something because you can't go to the cinema and you can't go to the water park or the trampoline park or whatever. (laughs) 
And so when it comes to ordering food, yeah, those are the things that I was doing. <laughs> but when you when you want to order food, you know, like you uh, let's say like once every couple of weeks, you you in in my experience, you know, we would pick like a very fancy place or a very like exotic place. And what I'm going to miss is that when things are back to normal, those places are not going to be available for pickup or delivery anymore because so many fancy restaurants are only in-house dining because no. it's just like a higher class experience. No. But there's so many fantastic, like um, high quality Ethiopian places and French places and Spanish places that I just love. And right and now love- we can still get all the food delivered. Yeah. And obviously in Munich, you have a lot of very good, um, like Greek and Italian places. Oh man, such, gr- oh yeah. I mean, just down the street from me, there's there's Amos, which they have this great um, gyros mataxa, mm-hmm. which is so creamy and, and spicy and it's so delicious. And then what's that other one just off Humboldtstrasse? Um, I forgot it. Lucolos. Uh, uh, Lucolos, Lucolos, thank you. Yes, that's also a fantastic yeah. one. And they're all just so close and they can just bring it right over and, oh, I love that. I love that. I'm going to really hate when those can't deliver anymore. Yeah, but It'll be like a bittersweet thing. Probably <laughs> like the, the, the takeaway um, places, like probably some of them, because that's something um, I think about a lot, like... Do necessarily all things we have developed to to get through this crisis have to begun after after the crisis? And I mean, there's the, like like and you, it's a good question. In, in so many in so many different fields and with so many different topics, you have this like, especially in Germany. I don't I don't, I can't speak for 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 other countries, but so many companies have seen for the first time that home office is a thing. And it's not like people wanna wanna get off work, but so but they, but home office works, and this could change quite a lot for, for 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 many people, being able to to work at jobs they that they probably would not have been without, like for, yeah. especially for many women, etc. Regarding pregnancies, wh- whatever, and oh yeah, but maybe also with the with the takeaway, um, stops at. At good restaurants, maybe some of them will stay. Like Marion Oberstdorf, what he does now, um, like until the end of, of winter, he has this like this, this yeah this um, mobile cash button drive in. But he said, "Have right. you ever been to Bonner Clyde this cafe?" No, I never went there. Not when it opened in summer, you have to go there. It's super nice. Like it's an, it's it opened in twenty twenty summer twenty 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 nineteen. Oh, okay, no, no, but, I yeah. haven't been there yet. Um, yeah, but that was that was the thing. I think like September 2019, but in the winter they were they were closed. But no matter what, it's it's a super nice cafe, and it's basically has barely any room indoors. Like there's only two tiny tables indoors because it's this old gas station, <clears throat> like a classic, like and those are pretty same to the US, probably just smaller, like. Can you imagine from from I don't know movie scenes a classic fifties gas station, like a, oh sure like yeah. a, a small cabin basically, and those those yeah. huge roofs, um yeah, and so indoor there's there's um not that much roof uh, room but under the the huge roof there are a lot of uh, sweet tiny tiny tables in the summer it's great, we had awesome barbecue parties there last summer. <laughs> 
Um, oh man. But yeah, but but he said, okay, this probably works. This my my kind of um, food truck will stay. Like I have another um, like a ship container or something. He has. I'm not sure, but something bigger mm-hmm. that he can he can really build a comfortable kitchen in, and that can could stay besides this cafe, just to to have something because they don't offer food within this cafe. And he said, yeah, but we had those special events like those barbecue nights where they brought someone who 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 grilled awesome stuff. And there were so many. Is that fetus? No, it was um, it was a, a butcher from from Hindelang. Ah, okay. <clears throat> who's also a certified master griller? I'm not sure. Something <laughs> like that. That's such a cool job to be. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm the master griller. <laughs> <laughs> and and he saw that there's there's the potential, and and so yeah, that is an example that um. Probably some of these places will stay after Corona if it, if it if it makes for 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 good profit. For for I for mean, imagine, places. imagine if you you know you have these uh, fresh alternatives to try and keep a business running during a pandemic. Why not, when things go back to normal, offer like a split staff sort of situation no. where some of the people run the restaurant as they used to have it, and they have a small portion of people that still run this, no. you know, food truck or this delivery part or this. This because I mean that's even more business because some people it will take longer for them to adjust back to normal life. Me included. No, it'll t- you know like as soon as they say like okay, well, starting uh, May twenty third, there's going to be concerts again for every single person who wants to go. There's going to be uh, the trampoline park is open, the water park is open, the cinemas are open. It's going to take me a few months to readjust to human human interaction again. No. I mean, even when I just walk along the river and there's a few groups of people. I'm I'm judging them. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm looking at them and I'm wondering like, well, no wonder the numbers are always so bad. And, you know, they, 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 the numbers get better for one week in Germany and you're already out here in a groups of 15. And, yeah. you know, I get so suspicious and like, I, I feel so, whenever I even go on a walk with a friend after about an hour or so, um, my interactions are, are kind of dry. I'm, I'm already like, un- unless they're a really close friend, I'm already kind of like, oh man, I haven't like talked one-on-one with uh, someone who's not in my closest, closest circle in like so long. So I, like someone like me, it, yeah, it'll take a long time before I readjust to society the, the way that I was before. Um, I have a have a hermit inclination, and it's only been heightened since we've been in this pandemic. So, um, I think they should keep these sort of availabilities open because it's good business. Yeah, I think, and so. I would really love um, if Munich would develop a a proper street food culture. Oh like, man, imagine now, so many, that be great? So, so many, wouldn't so many good great? places. Like, and maybe you're you're not you're just not in the. I know in the mood for for eating at a, at the restaurant, but you, I don't know you you meet with some people at the ESA, whatever, and you can still grab awesome food from a from a from a very good place and enjoy it outdoors. I mean, if this was America, there would be at least in a in a sanctioned part of the river, there would be like a food truck yeah. permitted area. You know, you'd pay a rental fee. They'd they'd have like marked off spots, and like just along the river, you'd have like a taco stand. You'd have like tapas. You'd have sausages. You'd have like a burger th- a burger thing. You'd have like one with just different varieties of fries. Uh-huh. You know, just like the festivals, like the music festivals that you go to, and they have like a row of food trucks. No, yeah. 
that's how they would have it, at least at some part around the river, because people just sit there and they drink all night and they're, at some point they get hungry. And you could really keep that energy flowing if you could just be like, hey, man, uh, you want to you want a taco? I'm going to grab one from the stand. You know, the same way that they have the people who come by, take your empty bottles and offer you a fresh one. No. That's like its own industry. You could have the food trucks right there. I mean, it would just be such a cool, much cooler city if they offered things like that. No. You know? Jordan, if everything, oh, if everything, if, if everything fails for us in this kind of media business, we'll just start a food truck. I would be so down. And I know uh, my, my British friend Ben is a, is a great cook, so I, I know he'd probably be down to help set, set us up. I wanted, to, I wanted to show you something. Um, this is a very artsy-fartsy uh, experience. So um, I, where is it? I got a message. I got a message a few days ago uh, on Instagram. Um, I won't say from who because it's someone that I don't know, but um, basically I told a story on my other show on Ego FM, and I've told it on here before, about how when you're touring around in Germany, when you, let's say that you're in Munich and you're going to go to the next city, you're going to go no. to uh, Leipzig, for example, the people in Leipzig don't like Munich, and the people in Leipzig don't like Like, let's say that you're going to Berlin next. They'll say like, oh, you, you won't like Berlin. Or like, oh, Munich, yeah, that's such a boring city. And then you get to Berlin and Berlin's like, oh, you came from Leipzig? Oh, that uh, we don't like that city. That city sucks. <laughs> But if you say you're going to go to uh, Frankfurt next, they're going to go, oh, you're going to hate Frankfurt. Frankfurt sucks. Like every city, every time I've toured around in Germany, every city doesn't like the previous or the following <laughs> one. They just think theirs is the best one. And that's really, really common. And so I told that story before. And then I got a message from a German lady on Instagram after I had this uh, this show. I think it was last Sunday. And in the moment that she's trying to make fun of Germans for thinking that, she tries to make a joke, but she basically becomes the joke herself because she tries to say that no one does that, but then she does it. So, oh, I'll okay. just explain. She says... Um, <laughs> She says, I'm from Augsburg. Maybe you already heard about it. It's the cooler little sister of Munich, and it's just like 40 minutes away by train. I know Munich, and like you told on one show, people don't like the other cities in Germany. But wait, that's not right. It's just the fact that nobody in Germany likes Munich. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny that she... That's just one part of a very long no. message. But basically, she, she tries to say that that's not true that people don't like other cities. But no one likes Munich. But, <laughs> that's, but that's a common thing as well. Like, um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of Munich... A lot of Munich hate? A lot of Munich hate going on in Germany, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she, and she goes on to say other things like, oh, that must just be the hardest city to start in as an immigrant and, and blah, 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 blah. She, I mean, she was really trying to be nice, but I just think that one line about <laughs> that, that no, 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 people don't hate on other cities. We just all hate Munich. It's just the same. Yeah. She fell into the category. Dude, she, you know? she started with, I'm from Augsburg, the cooler little sister of Munich. <laughs> the cooler little sister of Munich. <laughs> like do you want to do you, you want to like empower sucks. or discriminate your 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 own city <laughs> and what's so funny is i know that if i had a, a room full of like 20 german people 
uh, from Munich. And I were to say that she said Augsburg is a cooler little sister, yeah. at least nine nine of the ten people from Munich would be like, oh, is she kidding me? Augsburg sucks, you know? <laughs> uh, Augsburg is pretty says cool. Everyone just the same. But what, what is a kind of, I don't know, um, running gag, um, I mean, especially with people that studied in Munich, etc., is that basically all people at some point move from Munich to Berlin because Munich is so boring. And you, and it's this kind of cliche, yeah. but it, it it also fulfills it itself so often. Like I know, I mean, so, I I know, know so many people, people <laughs> having moved, or um, people that will move from Munich to Berlin. Yeah, and probably they they're gonna say it. <laughs> I mean, I literally know people moving right now. No, <laughs> I have a friend who is uh, from Canada, and I I was I used to work with her, and she's just so done with munich and she hated it so much that she was considering going back home but she's in a relationship with the german guy and so then it was like talked about that okay maybe we can just try berlin <laughs> so they're gonna go to berlin and now they're looking for apartments there so i hope that it's i hope it works out i mean i've definitely had that consideration a sh a, a ton of times like should i should i go to like i love hamburg hamburg is so cool And and Berlin is really cool, but it's just very different. It's very big. I don't know. But then again, I'm in a very special circumstance. You know, I'm close I'm close to the south, close to my in-laws. So it's a interesting situation. I'm not sure. But every time that I think about leaving Munich or that I would need to leave Munich, there's always like one more thing kind of, you know, attaching itself to me. Yeah. There's one more tether coming out of the ocean to be like, no, 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 not yet. <laughs> grabbing on for example the yeah, thing I mean, that you I'm, wanted I'm to talk the, about i'm at the point <laughs> I, I, i never i never i'm never really hated munich or something okay now i think we just had a kind of skype overlay sorry guys sorry we had a big delay there sorry um and i i kind of hated munich but my, I'm, i'm at a point right now where where things are going in a direction like regarding Uh, a job is or, or, or whatsoever plus the fact that um it has taken me so long to like munich like i found it super shitty for we talked about this um i guess for the first year or year and a half um yeah and it took me quite a while to to really feel comfortable here but now i'm at a point where i feel super comfortable and everything is is, is kind of set up right and so like i'm at a moment where i don't I th I still think okay I like so many other cities but I'm in this more <laughs> I don't know cozy position of like okay there at the moment there's nothing that um would make me move somewhere else like for, I don't know for the next year or three I don't know yeah I mean that's that's the same with me there's just always another tether there's another reason why yeah. to not go and that's but are I mean, you the happy longer in Munich that you at live, the moment never asked yeah. this Yeah, I am right now. I, I think that's it's one of those things where the longer that you live somewhere, the harder it is to leave, even if you don't really like it that much. Unless it's just like a terrible, awful, every day is a nightmare sort of situation. But I look at, for example, um, our friend Mark, who who's he's from the very north. His family's north. He loves cities like Hamburg, which is very far north. He's just, he listens to Deutschlandfunk Kultur, which comes from the north. And he's just 
really, really into that region and those states up there. And um, he just vibes a lot with the North, but he's been in Munich for 20 years. And whenever we talk about what his future plans would be or what he thinks, what he might do if he would try something else, I mean, I think it would be very, very hard for him. And I think the longer that we stay here, the harder it's going to be for us, of course. You know? Like, what? what is getting harder? Uh, to move somewhere after you live somewhere that long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, our solution would be that, uh, like, something that we talk about a lot is staying in Munich as a home base, but trying to spend, um, you know, somewhere around two months at least every year uh, back in New Orleans. That's That's something that I genuinely, with all my heart, kind of need to do. I mean... I know that you're listening, Mom, and I don't mean just two months in New Orleans without you guys. I mean, I mean two months <laughs> in America. But, you know, just when you think about having a family and you think about what you really want to do as you get older and you think about the jobs and the responsibilities that tether you to, your, to the city that you live in, I mean, the fact of the matter is that I don't always think that Munich is exciting, but it has some very, very good people, and I think there's been a lot more opportunities in jobs that I enjoy here than I thought there would be. Um, and if I can balance that with living in America for at least two months every year, then I think I really could be happy with that. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I think that would be a totally fair balance there. No. You know, and then, you know, also, I think we also, we, we forget that right now no one's traveling. And I didn't see my family or friends in like a year and a half no. or something. So, I'm, 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 it's like I'm, I'm, I'm jonesing for my next fix, you know. I'm sitting here with a bunch of empty needles around yeah. me and I got nothing to shoot up, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. And yeah. But I mean, sometimes I love Munich. That's the thing. It's like, it's a totally fine city. And I, I realize more and more that I live here, that I really enjoy living in a city. I could never live, um, I, I, and when I say this, I am definitely not talking downward on uh, small towns at all. I come from one, but I just don't think I could live again in one. It's just not in my uh, interests anymore. So I really think I would have to stay in a city at least the size of Munich, but then be able to travel, you know, like when concerts are back, I love to stay on the road, you know, for a few weeks. I want to go to America more. I want my friends to come here and us go stay in some vacation apartment. You know, I think that's, I'm probably just pent up from not doing those things. And we used to do that stuff. I mean, we traveled a lot the last few years for concerts and for vacations. We were always Planning something like every two months we would do something, uh, even if it's just a weekend trip. And right now, the last thing that we did was uh, several, several months ago, we went to Prague for like two days. You know, that's just nothing. No. Yeah, sure. But what about you? Like, do you do you love Munich? Are you like really, really into Munich? or Because, you know, you're really tethered down in Munich now. Yeah. I'd say. And I've, I, I thought about this, but... I don't. Th I wouldn't say I. I totally love Munich, but I really 
love the situation I'm in right now and all the circumstances. That, um, and um, and that also um, also means by some part the city you live in. And I, I love a lot, a lot. Like there's there's a lot of things in Munich I love, and there's um, but it's necess- It's not. It's not that like I feel this is the 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 one city I want to live in, and that um, yeah. But it's 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 a, it's a situation, and um, and the situation also. I don't like you said. Probably I would not because I would not say it gets harder to move somewhere if you have um, <clears throat> like uh, lived at, in one city for for a long time. Um, but I would say it it gets it gets easier <laughs> to probably either l- really love or really hate a place the longer the longer you live there, and all the circumstances yeah. that that change, etc. So I I'm really happy w- with the situation I'm in at the moment, and I n- know that there are some reasons um, that really that really. I really have to take to account when I think about okay, what are my next years going to look like? That for the I don't know next one, two, three years, it totally makes sense to stay here in Munich, and I'm f- totally fine with it. I love so many things here, but I mm-hmm. I don't feel that some form of bound to to Munich. For sure, for sure. But when you imagine yourself, um, let's say, if you can think this far ahead, because it's so hard these days, but you know, in like ten or fifteen years, do you see yourself? needing to reside in a city even if that city is not munich or do you see yourself being able to say i'm i'm happy to have my career and my partner and my life as it is but i but i want to live closer to my family i want to live closer back down to the south like what is your where do you see yourself in like in that respect because for me it i think it has to stay it has to stay a city i think yeah and the thing is um like I realized that again when I um, stayed in Oberstdorf all all December, and in first lockdown, like Tony and I were in Oberstdorf for like two months or three months, um, and I realized okay, I still really like it there, etc. And if you, yeah, I don't know if I would have to, like there is some reason I would have to move home. I would be totally fine with that, and mm-hmm. I um. But, but also, I I really like living in a city, and I think so. It's not like like with you where I say um, where I would have to say okay, there's this one option I really like, and the other one, without looking down on anyone or or something, but it's just not not a deal for me. Mm-hmm. Like I could be completely fine with both, but if. I am free to choose. I think within the next 10 to 15 years, I see myself rather living in a city. Do you see it? Like, do you have a a city in mind that you think like sparkles your interest occasionally? For me, it would, for me, it's Hamburg kind of. Yeah. Hamburg, of course. I'm not that sure about, about Berlin. Me either. Like, like I, I really like Berlin and it's, it's a cool city, but I'm, yeah, could be nice, but it's almost like a little. For me, in my opinion, it's almost a little too much sometimes. Yeah, you know, like Hamburg is a is a big city and there's a lot going on, but there's still kind of a relaxed feeling about it. 
and I don't know why, maybe it's just my own experiences in Berlin, but um, it's a very big city and I feel like it's in a sense kind of like the New York or the LA of Germany, which is a big, it's a big overstatement there, but in the sense that people feel the need to go there to be someone. Yeah. And when that is the mentality of people's, um, when that's the mentality of the people who go there, like that's their reason to go there, there's a lot more opportunity for loss, like creative loss or holding on to something that isn't there anymore or feeling kind of lost without that. And that that can be really, uh, like I think, imagine walking through like the main streets of LA and you see these, these failed actors and failed musicians who are doing like dressing up like Spider-Man and taking photos with people outside Universal Studios. And you just think like, I really, really don't want to go there and eventually be that guy. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe Berlin shows me like the failures I could have. And that's kind of scary. Okay. And I I didn't, I didn't make this experience, but I I can totally understand it. And yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure about Berlin. I think I, it it could be totally fine for me to, to live there for a while. I say, it could be fine for me so <laughs> so often, but I mean, it would be fun. It, Berlin is fun. It Don't would be fun. I love yeah. going there for concerts. It also would be fun, obviously, but um, I don't know. I, I always also think about what, um, like when I, the, the place I live at, what's, what's around it or, or why is the location right. probably special? And with Munich, you have it with, with the Alps. Like short way to the mountains, so many great things to enjoy. Like in Hamburg, you, you, the you lakes, have to, the nature. Yeah, in Hamburg, you have to, the 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 ocean. It you don't have the, the ocean <laughs> right at the the border of Hamburg, but you're you're close to it. Just like with with Munich, and in Berlin, what's around Berlin? Fucking Brandenburg, <laughs> like a federal state that I know so little about, and. I know nothing about <laughs> the it. The thing is, what's what's happening in Brandenburg? Like, you have some some you probably have some some cool lakes, but everyone goes there, and that's the thing because I feel like like I, I really li- like to live in cities, but from time to time I need this sort of um, escape. Yeah, escape. Um, yeah. And like in so many other cities, you you could have this, and you could have to escape to cool places or to other cool cities like. If you see like Cologne, for example, Cologne, I like Cologne, and when you live there, and I don't know, you 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 want to do, you want to go somewhere else for a weekend. You have so many other cities around. You're in in the Netherlands, in in Belgium, in France, pretty 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 fast, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That's true. <laughs> and like, where do you go? Where do you go f- to from Berlin? Like in a I don't know, three hundred kilometer range. I mean, unless Leipzig, you were probably, and then to... people tell you that they hate Berlin. <laughs> yeah, Leipzig. Yeah, that's true. Leipzig, or I guess crossing over to like, like Warsaw or something. I'm not sure. No, but... that's that's super far away. Oh, that is kind of far. Um, yeah, you're right. Leipzig is closer to that. But yeah, I'm not very geographically inclined. <laughs> but what I'm thinking about is, you know, I'm not. I, you know, just on that topic, I'm not a very like nature intuitive person. I'm not the person who wakes up on a Saturday. Or Sunday morning and thinks like, okay, let's get up, let's put on these certain jackets and these certain shoes and let's go out to the mountains. And if we hike up to this peak by noon, then we can get a beer there. Like I do that with people who want to do it when I'm on a vacation with them. 
you know, like when I got nothing else to do and it's a fun exercise, like, okay, yeah, let's go do it. Cool. Um, but it's not something that I think of and want to do. It's just not my, my nature in my nature. And the difference is that although that's not something that I encourage myself to do or that I wake up wanting to do when I, when I finally at some point do want it or someone in Munich asks if I want to do it, it's so easy. Mm. You know, I mean, just the other day we took a walk we said, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's um, let's screw off for the rest of this day. Like we cut we cut like some some weekday like essentially in half or whatever." And we just said, um, "Yeah, let's let's go um, to Heidhausen and let's go to this French bakery and get some really nice homemade like croissants and pastries." And we 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 got them and we sat in some park that I'd never been in before that was huge and and beautiful and there was kids playing and it was sunshine and we ate these big like chocolate croissants with like vanilla pudding in them and it felt so good and like kind of freeing to not be doing what you should be doing you know like yeah. wink wink like you should be at work but you're just not and it felt great yeah. and then we went home and then we like washed our hands and threw the trash away and went to the bathroom and then we decided, ah, you know what, now it's, um, it was like a couple of hours later, hey, now it's lunchtime, let's, um, let's like grab a sandwich, or maybe we grabbed it from earlier, but we said, oh, let's go, let's go to the, the Flauha, uh, which is just a certain part of the river uh, on the south side, and there's all these big sections where you can sit down, like some of them are, are rocks with trees, and some of them are more grassy, and we just went out, and we put a blanket down, and we had some sandwiches, and then we just... It was really hot by by chance and we just laid down and tried to take a little nap and hung out and you know that that was still kind of this a little bit of this city feeling but it was still like this kind of in this inner city nature was very accessible. No. You know like that park and the river and that uh, that area is all very like heavy with 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 water and rocks and yeah. trees and open space, and it just felt very much like, oh, you know what? If I left this city, it would be really hard to find this kind of accessibility to nature. And this is something pretty special about Munich to have this, yeah, this the, the inner city nature. Like, yeah, I'm sure we have dropped a side fact somewhere in the show, but the English Garten, like this huge park in Munich, is the the Biggest inner city park of the world. In the world. Yeah, in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's so crazy that it's bigger than Central Park in New no. York. I mean, it's huge. And in, it's huge. Yeah, in general. That's something, that's something, that's one of those th things I absolutely love about Munich. Absolutely. I mean, you were saying, or maybe that's where you live now, but sometimes on Saturdays you just bike up, like, what is it, 20 minutes to some lake? Yeah. Or something, and you're just out of the city. You're just you're just in the clear, and that is really special. And that's not something that I always appreciated, but nowadays I see it more and more as a really like cool thing to have around. Yeah, dude. Especially when when you live through times like like these, like where you're forced to to spend more time at the same place, and probably you're gonna work and sleep and eat within the same room. For like a year right. or two. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to, um, I feel like we almost kind of cruised to the end of that topic. And just to keep things rolling, there are a few things I wrote down that I wanted to talk about. And one of them would be the thing that you brought up at the beginning of the show. <laughs> and so for those who heard last week's episode, I mentioned at the end that, you know, the way that technology is working right now with uh, all, all these new platforms and all these new opportunities and how um, things can kind of just happen. And it's a really cool world right now. If you're, uh, you know, looking for work and you're kind of stranded or bored or at home with the pandemic and um, you're a creative person and, you know, you should just try all these new things. Just try everything because you never know what thing is going to stick or not. And I mentioned that uh, some musicians and myself started this um, this group that meets um, maybe once every couple of weeks or so on this new app called Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is only for iOS users and it's invitation only for now. And my friend Tim, our friend Tim that we talk about a lot, uh, who's the producer of all my uh, records, um, it's his group, it was his idea, and he founded it. And we talked a couple of times on this. And the way that this app works is that you can have uh, a private conversation just like this. Like, imagine it's just me and Mo talking and... and um, you know, in the moment that we're recording this, no one is actually hearing us. So it's like that, just a private conversation. But you can also make it live to the public. So imagine the way you're hearing it now with maybe uh, a good handful of people around you. You can see their photo and they can ask something in the moment. And um, basically, you can make a room like with a topic. And you can say, that, for example, the one that Tim makes that we do every couple of weeks is a uh, uh, can musicians make a living digitally? And we talk about uh, different platforms, different strategies, different marketing uh, ideas, and um, hearing people's experiences and giving advice or, or writing down advice. And it's a really helpful, supportive, cool circle of uh, interesting musicians. And the very first time that we did it was, I would say, February 12th, I think. And wow, pretty crazy <laughs> because <laughs> uh, a pretty cool thing happened, which is that we were talking on this app about something and random people were listening in to the conversation. There was one guy, very friendly, asking a lot of good questions and... It turns out that this guy had his phone on speaker as he was participating in the group. And I was talking about something. I, I was mentioning that I was a, a, a moderator at this radio station and I mentioned something that I had done or whatever. I was talking about something. And it turns out that this guy's girlfriend, who was uh, in, the, in the same room, heard the conversation on the speaker phone. And then she joined in the conversation for a short while, listened in and then checked back out, and that was it for then. We had a normal conversation, I didn't know anything, and then the next day, like maybe the day before Valentine's Day, I got an email from a, from a woman named Lisa, and she's from Sony Music Germany. 
Now, when you get a when you're a musician and you get an email from Sony Music, there is a myriad of reasons why you think that you got this email. There's, you have this rainbow of ideas of like, oh man, uh, first off, am I getting sued for something? Did I do something wrong? Yeah. And then you think, oh, am I getting discovered? Is this how it happens? You know. And uh, I read the email, and she was very friendly, and she said, "Hi, I'm I'm Lisa." Uh, I guess you're wondering how I found you and what I want to talk to you about. And long story short, I was in your clubhouse and I liked your, uh, the way you were talking and I liked your moderation, blah, blah, blah. And basically we have a job where we need someone to moderate a live album streaming uh, for, a, for this very popular band. And we thought maybe you could be the one for the job. And so I wrote her back. And we had a phone call, and now we've, at this point now, since this recording, we've had several phone calls, and everything's confirmed, and now I can tell you that um, I don't know exactly the time yet, or how the ticket system will work, but maybe I can advertise about that once I know more. But basically, I'm going to be interviewing <laughs> Kings of Leon. Woo! <laughs> On, uh, I'm gonna yeah. interview. Your sex is on sex fire. Is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna interview these guys in a couple of days. I don't know if it's the whole band or just some of the band. Um, these three brothers and one cousin, and um, yeah, and then there's gonna be like a live album listening. And I'm going to do like a roundtable discussion with, uh, with her, this lady from Sony. And actually, I involved my friend Tim Hecking. Uh, Mo, Tim is actually going to be a part of it now, too. Nice. Um, and I, I get paid to do the research and to do the interview and to do the moderation. And I'm so lucky that, one, she just happened to be on this group conversation the first time that I'm using this app, like in a proper way. And I'm lucky that she wanted someone who speaks English and I'm lucky that she liked me and I'm lucky that it's paid. And I feel so thankful and so grateful that this is happening. And I really hope it leads to more jobs like this because I, I, you know, I pitched like a, a like a, a good, uh, like a very, a very good fee, like what I feel confident asking for, and it was no problem. And she's been very only friendly and supportive and kind and funny and helpful. And the conversations we have on the phones are just laughing and planning everything out. And I can also involve our friend Tim, who's like the sweetest guy in the world. You might have heard him a couple of episodes ago. We had him on the show. And man, I got to tell you, I think that's the craziest thing in the world to start an like start a conversation on an app for the very first time and then within like eight days you're getting paid to interview one of the most popular bands in the world <laughs> that's a super crazy that's man. crazy that's super crazy they they're like an eight-time platinum album selling four grammy win four grammy winning band yeah that's crazy that's man. super crazy but i'm so but you were saying like uh you're 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 kind of jealous right because you you were a pretty big fan yeah, I, I was a pretty big fan, but at some point, I don't know, I, like with so many bands that, um, where nobody dies or they split up because they hate, hate each other, at some point you lose interest <laughs> in what they release. Um, 
this is their this we're doing the streaming for their eighth studio album okay yeah like but that's a lot of records man. like the first four were great like i i, I really was was a huge fan yeah I still would say I am a huge fan, but I I I don't listen to the, them that often anymore. But but yeah, that's awesome, man. They had um yeah the, I I remember that first one, Youth and Young Manhood. Yeah, was a great one. I love that record. And then there's Aha Shake Heartbreak. Oh, that was a great one. That's a great one. Uh, 2004 because of the times. Mm-hmm. That was 2007. And then around only by the night. Uh, their sound changed a bit, and then I, I remember, like, I was getting into different kinds of music then, so I took a break, but it was, like, Only By The Night, Come Around Sundown, Mechanical Bull, and then, dude, in 2016, they released this record, Walls, which I, I think I haven't heard all the way through, even, but it went to number one on Billboard. Okay, crazy. I mean, that's just wild. I mean, the last thing I, and, I actively uh, bought or, yeah, listened to was Mechanical Bull, and... Um, Come Around Sundown was the, the, the last album I really was into. Yeah, yeah. I just can't believe they've been around so long. And they're, they're family, you know, yeah. and they're from Nashville. <laughs> I found out that their, uh, their cousin, um, Matt, who plays the guitar, was actually born and raised in Mississippi. So maybe I have some cool things to ask uh, if I get to talk to him. But what are cool questions they... about Mississippi? Uh, who's your mama? <laughs> you like cornbread? <laughs> well, how much sugar you like in your sweet tea? <laughs> no, but maybe they know. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe they're from a similar area. Maybe they know some people. I do know. This is kind of a cool fact. I do know that they own. They have their own record label. Um, that they founded, and on their record label, they have a band on that label called The Weeks. Mm-hmm. And I know the Weeks because I met them because um, they live in Nashville as well. And my friend Thomas, Tom, and for my mom listening, Thomas Sweat, he has his own band. It used to be called Lightbeam Rider, and now it's called Hard, H-A-R-D, which stands for Have a Rad Day. <laughs> and... They tour with the Weeks all the time. They're like best friends with them. So I, if I do get to meet, um, I hope everything comes through. I mean, it's confirmed, but you never know if something goes wrong. But if I get to meet them, um, I do want to ask if they know who Th- who Thomas is, if they've met him, because they've been on tour with the Weeks so many, so many mm. times. I mean, for, for years. So I wonder if they've uh, met them, but that would be really cool if they know them. Um. But did you know an interesting fact about them is that every single album title has five syllables? <laughs> no. <laughs> Youth and young manhood. Aha, shake, uh, break. heart, break. Because of the times, only by the night, come around sundown, mechanical bull. Walls is we are like love songs. <laughs> and when you see yourself is the new one coming out March 5th. Crazy. Yeah, man. That's really wild. And I tried to investigate why, but I think it was like the first three, I think was a coincidence. And then maybe they just keep it rolling. But I had a theory that it's because the band has four members and it's named after their grandfather, Leon, who passed away. I have a theory. Maybe it's like the four and the one, but maybe that's just, uh, maybe that's a little too conspiratorial for a (laughs) Nashville rock band. (laughs) 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, um, I talked to Tim about that earlier today and I talked to Lisa and a very, if anyone from Sony happens to hear this, thank you very much for bringing me into that because, uh, it's a very cool job and I hope I can do more. I hope, I hope you guys like it. Um, I will, for, for the listeners of this show, as soon as I know um, about the links through Sony or through Kings of Leon about the uh, album listening stream, and if you can get like a raffle ticket to be a part of it or however it works, then obviously I'll post about that on the Artsy Fartsy Immigrants channel. But basically, the day that this comes out, on Thursday, I'm going to be interviewing them. So, I'm pretty excited about I, that. It's this week already. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing everything pretty fast. So, the album, um, it's not like some unannounced thing. The album comes out March 5th. Okay. And the uh, album listening is March 4th. And they want to interview the band this Thursday. So, today, for those listening on the 25th. And... Then we record everything uh, on, I, th- I think on March, I think on March 4th. So they have like a live, um, like we do a round table conversation, then we do a stream of the new album and then we, we're going to play the interview oh, okay. and then on March 5th, the album comes out. That's cool. So we're going to meet some real diehard Kings of Leon fans, man. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I wonder how, how, Maybe, how many, how many are there even? I'm curious how many people are going to be a part of it. I, and I wonder if I'm even going to see them. I wonder if it'll be like a Zoom thing or if it's going to be Live like stream. Clubhouse where you just have the picture icons. No. Or maybe maybe we don't see anybody. I mean, you've done more live streams than I have. So maybe you just, you're just talking and just then you just know that people are there. We see a number, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, oh, another cool thing. So, I don't know if I... We haven't talked in a little while because you've been really busy and we didn't have the show last week. Um, but I had a cool interaction on this Sunday. So, my... Yeah. Sorry. So, I have this show on Ego FM and it comes on every Sunday from 10 to 1. And I said something on the show on Sunday. I don't know if you heard that part where I talked about... Um, I, there was some segment where I mentioned that I had always had like some body image issues. Yeah. Did you hear that yeah. part? Okay. So I talked about this a little bit and this, this person wrote in to me on Instagram and she was very kind and she said, uh, great show. I love listening to it. As an author of a book called Size Egal, which is kind of a joke on like Size Egal, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Size yeah. Egal. I, I love your thoughts on how you always dealt with your body image. It's so important to stress that this is a thing men also deal with. Thank you so much. Maybe we could do a little Insta talk about it if you have time. So I thought, um, okay, maybe this is just a person who, uh, I, I realized, okay, she wrote a book. Maybe she's like a journalist or something. And then I looked, at, I looked into her page and she's a journalist and a moderate, well, I want to say moderator, but in German it's moderatorin. Um, she's an author at Ringelstetter. Do you know Ringelstetter? Yeah. She's a she's an author there, I guess, with or for this guy, Ringelstetter? Yeah, Hannes Ringelstetter, Bavarian moderator slash comedian, and Ringelstetter is a kind of a Bavarian approach to a late night show. 
Okay, what's your what's your opinion uh, on on what he does and and everything? I don't I don't watch it regularly. I, I I've seen some cool interviews and um, some cool snippets, but I don't have 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 a real opinion because I I really don't don't see that much uh, of it. Okay, because I don't know I don't know too much about. But I know that him. I just that, heard that he has a cool. quite a quite a big audience. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, she, she um, like long story short, she was just this very nice lady who heard this piece on the radio and then she wrote in and maybe we'll do maybe like next week we'll do like a like a live instagram chat about it which i can also uh put on our social when that's confirmed but man a lot of cool a lot of cool announcements this week that's awesome buddy and my cousin trisha just gave birth to twins congratulations <laughs> so trisha. i want to say um, let me look at her name at the at the baby's names one more time because I just want to congratulate her since I have the chance here. The baby's names are Charlotte Quinn Slack. Uh, well, I my mom might get mad because I I forgot uh, her husband's last name, but her maiden name is Slack. Charlotte Quinn Slack and Harper Elise. Isn't that so nice? Mm-hmm. Charlotte, I said Charlotte Quinn sounds like a really cool detective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind this of. This is Charlotte Quinn, and I'm on the case. <laughs> That's so cool, Charlotte Quinn. Yeah. To solve crime is my. <laughs> it's it's what I was born to do. <laughs> and I was only born yesterday. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's crazy. Got twins in the fam, and. A lot of cool, a lot of cool job. This has been a good month, man. I'm really happy with it. That's so nice, buddy. I'm I'm very very happy you for you. You have to go and soon, I'm right? Looking forward to to many more great things to come. And because I kind of have to call it here, I'm also really really say, looking yeah. forward to us bringing the artsy fartsy guest back next week. Yes. Um. So next next week we drop on let me see here on on the fourth yes Yes. on march 4th so um make sure to come back for that episode because we have our second guest of 2021 a very funny english comedian actress and musician named emma holmes is going to be with us and we really hope that you can be there for that we're gonna figure out i think i have to talk to you after a little bit about the schedule but it's all gonna be good um, so make sure you come back for that. And so, Mo, this was a pleasure, and I really missed you last week, so I'm really glad that we had another chance to catch up with what's been going on with you. Yes, sir. Super nice to talk to you again. Yeah, buddy. Um, okay, so as always, if you support this show, if you like this show, if you enjoy what you hear, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a nice rating or review or comment. It really helps new listeners find this show and it really helps us out a lot it's free to do it just takes a minute so please help us out and give us a little review on apple Podcasts. even if you listen to it on spotify it's just crazy how much that helps on all the platforms it's just a very algorithmic thing so please go ahead and do that and if you'd like to support the show financially and start getting some maybe inside uh, early access to live streaming that we're going to do and video podcasts that we're going to do. Um, if we have tickets for things, hopefully in the future, then you can also get first dibs on that. You can go to patreon.com slash Jordan Prince 
And if you or someone you know is an artsy-fartsy immigrant and you would like to write us a comment or a question or even try to get in as a guest, try to get in as a guest sounds like we have a full stock of guests. (laughs) If you would like to tell us that you're eligible, (laughs) if you like to say, hi, I'm a guest. Okay, you're a guest. If you'd like to write in, uh, hit us up on Instagram at artsyfartsyimmigrants. Give us a follow on there and send us a DM. And uh, as always, Mo, what else can they do to give us some, to reach out to us? You can send an email to podcast at m945.de. It's a Deutschland. Beautiful. All right, Mo, this was a great conversation, and I'm really glad at all the twists and turns it took. It was very... Very cool to just catch up in a casual way. And uh, it's, it's a funny thing, too, because I'm in that vibe right now. Where I feel like we could talk for like two and a half hours. Yeah. It's a shame that we have to cut it a bit short. Sorry, I also had to start a bit late. Easy, easy. Um, but you're the man. I love you. You're a real talent. You're a gem. And give all my best to you and yours. And all right, guys. Stay tuned for next week. Second guests of 2021. We love you and thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.